episode 296 of Nerds Eye View for the 4th of October. Happy Halloween month, everybody. I'm Jordan. Jessica that's, doesn't know how time works because she, she just came out of a time loop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right. You're wrong. Don't Are worry. You really? Yep. That lovely voice is Jessica. Yep. Hello. Well, welcome back. Thank you. And the other voice you may have heard. Here. Okay. Good <laughs> to know. Wow. Just kidding. It's already going so well. And of course, we're joined by Andrew. Hi. On Wind Chime Island. Welcome, everybody. We're reviewing a movie by Tim Burton called Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Yeah, based on the popular book. Popular? Was it? Cause this, <laughs> I just threw when, that word in there. Because this is uh, when, when I saw the trailer for this movie, it's the first time I ever heard of that book. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's super popular. I'd actually, I'd heard of it before. Okay. I knew the story of the book, not the story of the story, mm-hmm. but the story of how the book was made. Oh, okay. So. It did I exist. knew that much. Okay. So cool. when I saw the trailer, I went, oh, okay. This just isn't, you know, like everything else where all the young adult series were bought up really quickly mm-hmm. after Hunger Games? It is. Because this is a trilogy. Oh my goodness. And I don't know how much of because i've never read the book so i yeah. don't know if it like where's it gonna go from yeah. here well i don't even know if like maybe they if combine it really some follows stuff. i don't know if they combine some things true, you know how they true, love true, to do true, that true, true. they love to take seven books and put them into one movie yeah they, they do take and one, one, book, one book and, and split yeah. them out into three yeah. yeah exactly it's the it's the new trend yeah definitely hollywood y'all uh before that we're gonna have our box office top 10 then we're gonna talk about new releases we'll have our baseline review where we just talk about normal stuff uh, we'll talk, uh, we'll do a little bit of promos and then the guess the ending and then at the very end of the show, if you stick around and if you've seen the movie, we want you to s- stay with us because we are going to discuss all the spoilers. But why don't we just do the top 10? Yeah. Count me down. I am number 10. <laughs> Snowden. Uh, and <laughs> you're also the father of number nine. Bridget Jones, baby. Number eight. <laughs> Don't breathe. Uh, because the baby's going to become number seven. Queen of Katwe. And that's because she's one of the number six. Masterminds. Uh, because she was taught by number five. Solely. And brought to the world by number four. Storks. And she will employ number three. The Magnificent Seven. To take down number two. Deepwater Horizon. But before all that, they have to be taught at number one. Mrs. Pettigreen's Home for Peculiar Children. Yeah. Uh, we like told a story there. Yeah, we did. That was we nice. We really did. That was nice. Uh, God, this, I, this movie title is going to bug me for a long time. Yeah, I don't like it. It's, gonna, it's just one of those long titles that feels unnecessary. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's the title of the book. Yeah, we, what can you do? What could they have done? Yep. Uh, I mean, they could do what they did with Game of Thrones and just take something out of the book mm-hmm. and make that the title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what would they use? One of their weird made-up words? Imbreen. The, com- the, the peculiars? The peculiars. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. The peculiar children? Yeah. Uh, we should num- rename it. The numbers are looking good. Yeah. Yeah, not bad. In a, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the top two on this list just came out. Mm-hmm. So that's always kind of a good sign. Yep, almost 30 million for the peculiar children and just over 20 for Deepwater Horizon. Mm-hmm. Which is and one then, of those. Uh, our review from last week, Magnificent Seven, mm-hmm. number three, hanging in there. With 15 million, nothing to nothing to be shy about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are good numbers. I mean, compared to last week, we're actually breaking over 100 million with uh, with the t- combined total last last week. Even though we didn't talk about numbers, it was just under 90, mm-hmm. which is really slow. 
Um, but do you feel like these numbers are going to go up with all the Oscars stuff going to be coming out? Yeah, yeah. And then definitely it'll it'll reach like kind of a pitch with um, Doctor Strange. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's the real uh, next big comic book release. Do you feel like we're going to have what happened uh, last year with the Oscar movies where you'll just be able to go to a theater and see all of the Oscars at the same movie theater where they just employ a bunch of the different screens for just Oscar movies? Because that's what happened last year. Even well, after the Oscars, you could see the Oscar films way after they'd normally be out of the theater. I don't know. I feel like that's a that's a thing that they're trying. I mean, I feel like movie theaters are trying anything they can to get people to come in. Because I'm going to try and see them before the Oscars. Last year, yeah. I saw them afterwards. Mm-hmm. I want to see them all before this mm-hmm. time. That's always my goal. Yeah. I so actually, you know what they're all talking about. Yeah. I didn't achieve it last year, which yeah. was rare. Oh, I'm going to try. Uh, I'm impressed by Queen of Kotwe, which jumped. It ha- it must ha- it was uh, some kind of a limited release. Mm-hmm. What came- went up from 22 in the box office to to where it is now, number seven. Yeah, not bad. So it got a wider release. It actually, uh, uh, what's it like? Increased its sales by like seven times. Yeah, which is which is crazy. It must have only come out in a couple of theaters around the United States. So we don't good, see that too often. It. But no. This was a this was a film. It's it was a, like produced by Disney, so mm-hmm. it got like a bigger push than. I mean, I want I want to see it. So like last time I remember this kind of stuff happening was uh, for one of the Wes Anderson films that came yeah, out. Yeah, true. Came out limited, and then mm-hmm. and then it bumped up to it. Was was that? Uh, it was it was either Grand Budapest or no? It was the one after that, right? Yeah. It was the the Boy Scout one. Yeah. Which was really fantastic, by the way. Uh, Moonlight Kingdom. Yeah, and then. Moonrise I, Kingdom. You can my bad. You can check this, but I believe we finally done it. This is the first week Suicide Squad is off the top ten. We did Give it. it. To me. Give it We're to me. We're taking Thank it down. God. Finally. It. it oh I, man. I, I was looking when I was looking at the numbers. I saw that. Did it, you look at last week? Well, no, I can't remember. But I think last week it said it was at number ten, <laughs> and so now it's finally it's it's at eleven. But. <laughs> The world it's, is in a better it's place. It's only made like, uh, uh, you know, domestically uh, three hundred million dollars, which I think is a disappointment in yeah, the books. Yeah, I think compared to other so, films, it was nothing. And I'm gonna succeed in not paying for it because they're showing it for free at the school. What? So I'm gonna, but not for I, another month. I almost want to go with you just to watch it, so that, that I could students? I could be around you. You have to have a student ID. Yeah. Any student ID? <laughs> for, for, <laughs> for, the, for the college. I have several. <laughs> Jordan got in with, with his expired one. Not yeah. even expired. I mean, it's just like... Old. It's just a normal one. Yeah, it's yeah. older. It doesn't say like, oh, expires on. And, so they just and, looked at it and just went, yeah, come on. Yeah, let's be real though. I could get in there without it. <laughs> I Well, it's not like the seats are going to be packed. Yeah, exactly. I'm not really worried about it. Uh, but yeah, and then... What was it? We reviewed Snowden, mm-hmm. and there it is at number 10. Yeah, there it is. Just hanging on. Barely. Uh, so we'll see. And we saw Don't Breathe. Mm-hmm. That's still there. Mm-hmm. And that w- that might be my favorite horror movie of the year so far. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. Good, was, good mix of titles. Yeah, I think it's a, a really good week. People should go watch some of these movies. There's actually some pretty good stuff out right now. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to what's coming out new on DVD and Blu-ray. I have here. Are we bringing the, back the game for the first time in several weeks, if yeah. not months? Oh my goodness! The game is coming back. Oh, wow! Uh, game. Where I'm going? You have the title here of a film called Into the Forest. Don't click on it. I am going to give <laughs> additional you. details. I wasn't. I was looking on this title. Uh, so this is coming out new on DVD and Blu-ray this week. Mm-hmm. It's called Into the Forest. 
Uh, I'll let Jessica start first oh, with her no. guess. And that means that you get to pick first between uh, several pieces of information that I will give you in addition to the fact that it's called Into the Forest. What am I guessing? Uh, the, the plot. Okay. Just the, the generic, you know, you don't have to get into any details. Just, you know, what what is this basically about? All right. Uh, this film is called Into the Forest. And would you like the names of the two leads? There are two names on the cover, and they are the two leads. Or would you like, uh, I'll give you uh, like a handful of words from the actual description. But sure. they're related to the genre. Sure, that one. You want that one? Yeah. Suspenseful apocalyptic drama. It's called Into the Forest. What is it about? Sounds like... <laughs> um, there's a meteor coming to Earth, and they're going to take refuge in the forest. No, this is after the meteors hit. Yeah, after. And Her eyes just lit up. I got really excited. excited. I was like, no. <laughs> I got a great idea. And then it's about them starting a new civilization in the forest. All right, Jordan. <laughs> it's called Into the Forest. Give me those leads. Uh, I'll, I'll remind you the words that I gave Jessica. Suspenseful apocalyptic drama. Nice. And the two leads, Ellen Page huh? and Evan Rachel Wood. Nice. I like them. Uh, you know, I'm going to go along the same vein. Uh, instead of a meteor, though, I'm going to say it's, uh, it's about <clears throat> um, like a nuclear apocalypse. Stuff went bad, and they've been in bunkers for a long time, and they're finally getting radiation levels low enough where they can safely go out again. So they're trying to go out into the forest, and, and, but, you know, they've been in the bunkers for so long, stuff's changed. So uh, the forest is it's kind of a crazy place. I'm excited right. to hear <laughs> Into the Forest. It's a drama science fiction film starring Ellen Page and Rachel Wood. The description, set in the near future, this riveting and suspenseful apocalyptic drama follows two sisters whose mm -hmm. peaceful lives are disrupted one day by a worldwide power outage. Oh. The sisters must work together in order to survive in their increasingly treacherous new world fighting intruders, disease, loneliness, and starvation. Well, there's a power outage. Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah, that would be apocalyptic yeah. to our way of life, based Definitely. on how everything's set up. I just thought to include that because I had never heard of that film. Neither have I. And I thought that would be a funny, fun, oh. fun dude. Maybe it's good as good. All right, next on DVD and Blu-ray, uh, Kingsglaive, Final Fantasy XV. Yep. And this is, the, this is the prequel to the video game that's coming out in December. Did you see this? No, I did not. Mm -hmm. And I'll probably rent it. Mm -hmm. It's been available on demand ever since it came out in theaters. It actually came out in a few theaters. Um, but it's one of those, like, because we want to compete with theater prices, we're going to keep this high. And it was like $15 mm -hmm. to rent it. So, nah, bro. Nah. <laughs> Now, uh, I think I read Aaron Paul's voice in this. Oh, yeah. And uh, like it looks amazing. They look like real people. Mm -hmm. And they've it's got a, the they've got a of bunch of people in it. Final Fantasy Spirits Within? Uh, How connected no. was that to the Final Fantasy series? Not, not at all. <laughs> not at all. It took some of the basic <laughs> really precepts of, that. like, the uh, kind of the lore in Final Fantasy VII mm -hmm. of, like, a, a reincarnation cycle that involves the planet and ran with it in The mm -hmm. Spirits Within. Whereas this is literally a prequel and talks about what happened in the kingdom when the prince leaves and kind of how that all fall, falls apart because in the game you and uh, kind of your entourage, your group of friends go out on a road trip mm -hmm. because 
stuff's getting bad at the kingdom and your father, the king, doesn't want you to be assassinated because politically things are really bad. And the movie's centered around the main bodyguard of the king, played by Aaron Paul. And just about all the stuff going on back at the kingdom and why why things really bad. Why things are really bad. So I don't know, it looked good. It looked really cool, but I'm not gonna pay fifteen dollars to rent it. Yeah. Uh Next on DVD and Blu-ray, Purge, election year. And you guys all saw it. I did. Uh, uh, Matt Benson, too, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I just meant, like, the the dudes. Oh, Me and Benson sorry. went on a... On they a, made a big deal about it. We went on a Purge yeah. spree. We, yeah. we watched they all watched three Purges. They watched all of them. There's three now. Yeah. yeah. This is election the year's the third. Whoa. And they're great. And yeah, I know. Uh, I need to watch they're them. They're only getting better. They're going to do, like, some kind of a prequel. Yeah coming up next and I love the idea well the, yeah the whole idea is just I mean the first time I saw it I was like whoa and, like, and they did election year this year because of everything going on politically yeah. in this yeah. country so it's really interesting Although it's kind of I mean halfway spoilers because it's just a thing that doesn't make sense uh-huh. just, just so that they can have it where uh, it matches up in their weird timeline for some reason in, in the Purge universe elections happen in the beginning of the year nice <laughs> it doesn't I, it doesn't they don't ever try and explain it it doesn't make any they just wanted it to line sense. up when the movie was coming yeah, out yeah it just it, it yeah. lines up with the the idea of the purge is that it takes place on like the spring equinox mm-hmm. so it's like March 15th or, or no it's 3 321 yeah. is when it always happens March mm-hmm. 21st mm-hmm. anyway and and a woman is trying to be elected to president and she's going to stop the purge mm-hmm. uh, yeah she was in Lost right yeah, yeah. she's great mm-hmm. Juliet and yep. her bodyguard is uh, the guy from the second, the second movie. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty cool that they're doing it like that. Now. Yeah, yeah. I definitely want to see them. I just didn't get a chance to. Uh, and then we have X Men Apocalypse. Yay! We reviewed that. Yeah, we did in yeah. episode two seventy eight. Yes, we did. It feels like a long time ago. It feels like so. It feels long like ago. they held on to that for so long for a weird release. I guess they wanted to make more money in theater. I mean, that's usually what happens if know. it stays longer in theaters. Then they hold off, but if it if it if it's not making any money, they pull it and then release it on DVD or Blu-ray quick to try and make money back that way. Mm-hmm. So it must have been making money in theaters. I don't know. It was lame. It right? was dumb. Yeah, it wasn't a good X-Men movie. Uh, and then special shout out. Thank uh, you. Last week we didn't uh, do this segment. We didn't do this segment, but last week Neon Demon came yeah, out, which is which holds a special place in my heart mm. because it it firmly sits in the camp of uh, one of the most gorgeous and visually amazing movies I've ever seen while simultaneously put, making me never want to watch it again. Yeah. Like, there's stuff that happens in that movie is insane, and I don't like it, and it's pretty gross. Uh, but if anyone is interested in film and the art of it, like, they should watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Just, you're never going to want to watch it again. We read that in episode 282. Yes, we did. And... Uh so DVD only. Oh my goodness! There's one left. <laughs> Here's a is this, film. Is this the last one? Is uh, this the last DVD? I think so. Ever? No, I'm gonna because it should. Be. I'm gonna keep making DVDs. Okay. As soon as they tell me they're done, I'm saying no. Well, everyone's got the blanks. I'm yeah. gonna start cranking them. Yeah, out. everyone's got a DVD writer in their computer now. But like, let's just, you know what? Let's take this over and just make DVDs ourselves. Make it an empire. A DVD. But, empire. Well, the funny thing about <laughs> I'm gonna make DVDs, but I'm gonna make what I want. So oh when goodness. you buy it, you're just gonna get whatever I want. Yeah, it's like a mystery bag. Yeah. <laughs> buy a mystery DVD. Mm-hmm. It's ten dollars, no matter what it is. Well, I'm starting. I'm starting a, a monthly box subscription. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mystery uh, DVD. Andrew's DVDs is yeah. what. Called and yeah. I'm not even going to label them. I mean, they're going to have numbers. That's the thing. yeah. It's okay. going to be like a special. The code. first one, so you ones. can organize them. Well, actually, it's going to start with 278. Of course. And then I'm going to jump around a lot. Yeah. 
And so you're never going to know what number you're going to get. And except, then you're never gonna... except about four or five years from now, then you'll complete it all. And well, someone, yeah, if, they've, take... if they've been there from the beginning, they'll have one through 278. Yeah. And the, the, but the trick is, if you stay subscribed for a year, you'll uh-huh. start to figure out my pattern. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And they're, they'll be grouped up in a bunch of different ways. Is there yeah, anything, any reward if they do figure it out? No. 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 Just the satisfaction. The, the um, edification. And in fact, just to make sure, I mean, some people, they do the, um, so it's like monthly, it's like $10, and for mm-hmm. a year, they're like, oh, we'll, we'll cut off 20 it's $100. Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to actually make it more if you, if you want that full year. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make it even more. Yeah. It's going to be double. If you want to go on that ride... You have to pay for it. You have to pay for it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's kind of a interesting. No deals for anyone. No deals. Yeah. If they want to get rid of DVDs. You want them from me? You got to pay for them. Friends, yeah. family discount? No. 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 They got to. They have <laughs> to pay a even more. Man. Yeah, actually, I'm going to have to ask you to pay more just <laughs> yeah. because you just might because actually you be able me. to figure Look, out. This isn't the U.S. Pattern. government. All right, we just don't do handouts. <laughs> this isn't, and there's nothing so fair sorry. here. Yeah. I'm not going to say any of this is fair. <laughs> I'm just going to say, buy it. Well, and wait, deal with it. I'm just yeah. going to do a whole new name and be like, who are you? I'd like a DVD, please. No, I have to meet every single person that I mail the yeah. boxes to. In wow. person. In person. Yeah. There's a there's a meet and greet day every month, so everyone has their chance. Yeah. Like casting calls. And they, yeah. Well, yeah, he physically hands it to them. It's how he's saving all this money. Which, uh, yeah, no saving shipping. a lot of money on shipping. Wait, wait, so they have to come to you? Well, I might do a tour. Yeah. Oh, I'm, wow. I'm going to do a Kickstarter for a tour. Yeah. And then if I don't get enough on the Kickstarter, well, even if I do get enough, I might just pocket that because Kickstarter can't do anything yeah. if, you don't, if you don't give rewards. And then also have an Indiegogo at the same time under yeah. a different name. I'm also going to have a called, Seed and Spark. Called, That's called a whole Drew's new thing. DVDs. <laughs> I was going to say Andy, but. Yeah. yeah. And I'm also going to have a, a, a GoFundMe. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be nice. I'm just going to, uh, four or five. I'm going to yeah. start a, a new He's gonna website. He's going to set up a Venmo page called everything. Punch Beginner. Yeah. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my own. Crowdfunding. <laughs> you can't even keep it. You can't even keep it. I don't even know where I'm going. What am I even talking about? There's uh, a new microbe DVD and gasoline. Only film called Microbe and Gasoline. That's it. Directed by Michelle Gondry, written by Michelle Gondry. I like him a oh, lot. Oh, man. And how to, I don't know how these kind of things go under the radar for me. Where I don't hear about these things from directors yeah. that I like. Yeah, I don't know. So there you go. You microbe should go on and their gasoline. IMDb page. And, and follow, follow them. them. <laughs> yeah. Just every day. That's your, that's your homepage that opens when you turn on your computer. IMDb of Michelle Gondry. That's it. <laughs> I do kind of. I I, I sometimes I um because I don't want to forget when a movie's coming out. Mm-hmm. So on IMDb you can if you're signed in you, you can, can put follow. a check mark. Yep. And all the check mark does is it'll email you when it's coming into theaters near you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I get an alert that says like something's coming to theaters near me, and I go, Why did I do yeah, that? Yeah. What is that? Why, why did I? Not even what is this, but like, yeah, of course it's coming out. In yeah. Theater. What am I doing? Yeah. Why did I put a? Check it's going to be in that? theaters everywhere. So, it's yeah, good to stay on top of things. Yeah. Yeah. But then some, it was like, uh, there was some big movie that it sent me it for, and I went, yeah, of course. Like, that's going to be playing for months. Like, I wonder if Civil War is going to be playing by me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think I've got like Doctor Strange on there. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if I can see that. Yeah. If I can cash it. I really, I really hope I don't forget. It's a limited engagement. You better get on it. <laughs> uh, moving on to TV, TVD, uh, we have a couple of shows here, and we're going to play that other game. Jessica, where we have to guess if Jordan has seen these. Mm. Uh, so we have on on TVD American Horror Story Hotel, the complete fifth season. I put, in fact, both titles there to help to help us out, Jessica, mm-hmm. because uh, it's, it's 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 usually I think on the DVD packaging it's just called American Horror Story: The Complete Fifth Season. But every season, every is season a different is a different story. weird name. Yeah. So this is the hotel season. Yep. Also known as it's the, the most recent season at this point yeah. in our lives. Uh, except for whatever's airing right now, Roanoke, or did they Roanoke, reveal yeah. that that's the actual name? 
I keep up with There's it so just much because misinformation I, I around keep up that. about it. Yeah. I don't watch it. The, the Jordan, whole thing the around it is interesting, though. I agree. Do I, do I, I watch it? I don't think Jordan watches it. Mm. I, uh, hold on. Hold on. Oh. Just this season or any of the show? Any of it. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, there are degrees. <laughs> And there's the extra one if it's loaded or not. Mm-hmm. I've, I seem to always miss that part. If I've got it on my DVR, yeah. but I just haven't started yet? Correct. Mm-hmm. I think That's a classic Jordan answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think it's that one, actually, that it's record, or it's it's stored, but you yeah. haven't seen it yet. I tried to watch the first season of American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. Was super put off by the disassembling of that marriage in mm-hmm. the first season. I just haven't watched any of them after that. Because I'm, I'm not really... I mean, I'm, I, maybe at some point I'll watch it, but just it just put me off. I didn't like it. And if I, that's their their version of horror, I'm not really that interested. I think I so I tried to watch it as well, mm-hmm. but I it was too spooky. Yeah. I'm I get spooked very easily. Yeah, I wasn't really spooked. It was a big spookum for me. Yeah, and so uh, I. But now this new season mm-hmm. has all these crazy things where yeah. it's like connecting it super interesting seasons. Yeah, to like Coven and some of the other ones. It's everything connects now, and I'm very intrigued by that. And I kind because, of love it when shows do that because it's making because it 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 was this thing where every season was different, and they used a lot of the same, same actors, actors. Yeah, and Roanoke is making it look like they're all in the same universe. Not just in the same universe, but they all like affect each other. Yeah. And that's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. I kind of love that. I know. I might end up watching them all because mm-hmm. of that bullshit. But <laughs> then we also have on TVD Preacher Season 1, mm-hmm. uh, which, uh, Jessica, if you didn't know, this is a uh, based on a comic book about a preacher who receives some kind of power from God where he can make people do whatever he wants or something. And he also meets with a vampire. Because, yeah. of course. Yeah, his best mate is a vampire. Best mate because the vampire is British. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and this show, uh, in my mind, it just kind of came out real quick. They dropped all the eps, and now it's now it's like season one's uh, done. It was on TV, so not all the. Episodes I mean, I guess came it was on TV, but it was just it like came a weird, out weekly. It was just weird how fast. I feel like it happened so fast. But it came out every week, so it's like a normal so time fast. frame. Sometimes with shows like this, you get like a year lead up of like, oh, here's all these little details. Oh, yeah, yeah, But it was no. just kind of like a month before it was like, yes, this is happening. Preacher's happening and, and then, then it came like, out. It was only 10 was... episodes, so it was yep. a quick season. Oh, yeah. Or like 13, I don't know. It was a quick season, mm-hmm. and then now it's like, season two next year. Yep. And I'm like, whoa, what? They announced think, the second season know. after the second episode. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those. Yeah. Because it's AMC. They're mm-hmm. trying to be like HBO. Mm-hmm. I think you haven't watched this yet. You haven't had time. Okay. Right. So I'm going to say loaded. I'm going to loaded no time. Loaded no time. You've watched the first three and uh-huh. loaded. Uh-huh. It, yeah. I watched this every week <gasps> as it came out. And I think it's an amazing show. It's mm. fantastic. It's one of the best TV representations of a graphic novel that outside of what Marvel's doing on Netflix. And what's super interesting, what is super surprising, is the whole first season mm-hmm. is just the first book. Mm-hmm. The first book goes through so much and that kind of sets up this premise of what Preacher is actually about and what he's doing in the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. And the end of this season ends with that. Mm-hmm. So they took the whole book and they stretched it out to a season and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. So good on them. Wow. Uh, so yeah. so that's, yeah, watch it. That's it for what's coming out new on DVD and Blu-ray uh, to buy any of those. Go to your local video store. Mm-hmm. Or just get it on Amazon. Yeah. Amazon Amazon, Amazon Preacher. Get it in up. Two days. 
or you know, on demand Amazon. And I don't just believe play in it on your computer. Media. I want physical media. Uh, I sold all my physical media. I know. And I, my life yeah. is better for but it. I think we should still promote it. Okay. We still promote physical media. <laughs> because you want physical stores? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Amazon Although, will eventually have a store. That's crazy. Yeah. That's weird. Like in 40 Year Old Virgin? Yeah. That's like, I just got a notification. Wait, that. No, no. You, you see them in this store and then you have to buy it online. <laughs> but no. I want to just hand you money now and walk out of these with these amazing boots. You don't remember that scene? 40 Year Old Virgin? That scene. It's really good. They're like these rocker, like six inch heels, mm. rocker studded boots. Mm. And this guy's like, I just want to give you this money for these boots. I want to put them on and I want to go home and enjoy these boots. And she's like, no, you got to, you got to buy them online. <laughs> and he's fuck this store and he walks out. Uh-huh. It's all good. Uh, you explained it well. 40 Old Virgin's good. Watch that movie again. <laughs> movie night. Yep. When we come back, we'll be reviewing Miss Peregrine's Xavier's school for the gift of days of future past. Come with me. There's a place I go when I want to be alone. There's a new world coming. (gasps) And it's just around the bend. There's a new world coming. This one's coming. How did you... Air. It's my peculiarity. If I show you the rest, you have to promise not to run away. Jake, right on time. Miss Peregrine, delighted to meet you. He's invisible. Of course. We're what's known in common parlance as peculiar. Why aren't you eating? She's embarrassed in front of Jake. Don't be. Because our abilities don't fit in the outside world, we live in places like this. Where no one can find us. Jake! Come and play! (laughs) I knew you were one of us when you were born. It's time for you to learn what you can do. I'm just ordinary. No, you're not. You were born to protect us. Promise me one thing. Look after them, Jake. I promise. Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, directed by Tim Burton, written by Jane Goldman, based on the novel by Ransom Riggs. Well, that's a name. That is a name. Wow. Uh, wow. Let's see what else. He wrote Infamous. What? Oh, what? Sorry, I'm going to. Oh, he wrote Pedestrian Dialogue for the video game Infamous. Wow. That's interesting. Anyway, keep on scooting back through my IMDb app. 
This is a film. It's a movie. <laughs> about uh, kids with weird abilities. My goodness. And they're hiding out. And we meet them all. And they're all friends. They're hiding out in a loop. Mm-hmm. And this is based on a book. Mm-hmm. Yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say... Uh, oh, and it's starring... Um, Asa Butterfield, Eva Green, Samuel Jackson. And then also the first like two minutes of this movie was me freaking out because of additional names that popped up in the opening credits that I was like, what? Because the trailers for this only show the weirdo kids. Right, mm-hmm. right. They don't show the the kind of other life that's going on uh, with Jake, the the lead boy. Uh, but uh, this also has Allison Janney, Chris O'Dowd, uh, Terrence Stamp, Judy Dench. It's got a lot of mm-hmm. people in it. It's like kind of crazy. I was like, "What, Chris O'Dowd, Rupert Everett, what, Allison Janney?" Yeah, it was a that first couple of minutes was, was a real trip. Of the credits showing up and telling me all the adults that are in this film, <laughs> and I just I children. wasn't yeah I wasn't even paying attention to that. I I that's that's where a movie can get me in the mm-hmm. opening credits, uh, but then. It, it takes a hard left, and the first twenty or thirty minutes of this movie is this regular kid having some normal life, normal life with a couple of weird problems, but mostly just trying to deal with being a regular kid and and being sad about a, a dead a dead relative and all that. Like, how crazy! Like, yeah, it didn't this, start where I thought it was going to. It was, for, for where it ends up, it's, it's it starts in a very mundane place. Especially for all the trailers. The mm-hmm. trailers only show stuff with the, the, the floating kids, girl yeah. and the invisible boy mm-hmm. and uh, the super strong child. Like, And uh, Eva Green is all over. Mm-hmm. Like She doesn't physically show up in this film for, until, until that first 30 minutes is up. Yeah. Which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of bold. This in a, in a in another film they would do that uh, in media res baloney that we yes. don't like. Yes. Where well I don't like it. I don't know about you guys. I hate it. I don't like it where it's like they're in the middle of an intense battle and then it's like, that's oh. me. Oh. My name's Jake. <laughs> this all started when my grandpa doodly do. It's like yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> Dumb. And I didn't hate it before, but it's just been used so much that it's just grating at this point. I've always hated it. Yeah. Because I I think. This, if anything, this will just strengthen my case because this film starts where it starts, ends where it ends, mm-hmm. and the story that it tells makes sense in that order. You didn't yeah. have to give us a snippet of something interesting, mm-hmm. you know, two thirds of the yeah. way through. Yeah, uh, it kind of lulls you in, mm-hmm. and then it pops open. It mm-hmm. kind of it 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 does a weird, almost like a magic trick, mm-hmm. where you see some things that are like a little familiar, and then later on. It's like, oh, that's where this yeah. goes, this, where this comes from. Instead like, of having the in-media res, it actually does something which movies don't do all that much. Is It's got a fair amount of flashbacks, mm-hmm. but they're all very interesting and mm-hmm. fill in the story yeah. and give us information that we need to know about these characters. They yeah. did that nicely, I thought. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, I'm as surprised as anyone else in the world to say that I liked this film. I, like I was wondering. I've, I was I wondering. I just don't. I don't know how that happened. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't even understand it. I do have some some negatives and some questions, but mm-hmm. I liked it too. Yeah, mm-hmm. as did I. Mm-hmm. I for as much as I thought, oh, this is going to be dumb. They're all like they have their powers, and like they're all a bunch of kids. Who cares? Like, for honestly, the one thing that I didn't like the most was um, whatever was going on with Acer Butterfield's voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if he hit puberty or. <laughs> 
He oh, might he's, have. He's hiding a British accent. Yeah. I've just look. He's pretending to be yeah. American. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. The, they also did that to Chris O'Dowd, which I felt bad for him. Yeah. I thought he did pretty good I mean, with that. Though. He did good, but I was like, why can't? Why couldn't they let him be be a Brit? Like what? Yeah. Be a little Scot Scottish guy. I don't know. Well, because his dad is supposed to be Polish. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, I don't know. I don't think I don't think Chris O'Dowd was born not in America. His character was supposed to have been born in America. Yeah. But anyway, it's yeah. it's a whole thing thing where Asa Butterfield is doing. I am an American. Yeah, I am talking normally. Mm-hmm. Hello, like yeah. it, it's it sounded so off to me mm-hmm. that once he got into really dialogue heavy spots, I was just I, my it hurt. Like well, I was I couldn't understand. I was like, what? Why is he talking like that? Well, I mean, if we're gonna talk about voice stuff, how do you feel about uh, Jackson's portrayal? Oh, I loved it. I, yeah. Of his, like, he did really his mouthy teeth voice. Yeah. Well, because he was struggling with those teeth. Yeah. And then when they get to um, the scene that kind of does a flashback and explains his origin, uh-huh. that was, to me, so goofy. Yeah. The the weird mask that they put on mm-hmm. and the electricity everywhere. Yeah. I was super into it. I was like, okay, this movie's silly and it doesn't care. Yes. It's already got all these dumb... Mm-hmm. It's got, like... Oh, uh, I have a certain magic, and that makes me an imbreen. Like, what is that word? Like, mm-hmm. thank you. And same with the the oh, the evil creatures that are invisible and try and eat eat us are called uh, holograsts, which is cool. Which I well, I was I like, like that like, because yeah. it's two things from myth. Well, I thought it was more or less referencing because it kind of the weird thing about the the grandfather situation was that all these stories of these children were part of the grandfather's stories that he told the yep, grandson. He was trying to prepare, mm-hmm. but these stories were kind of like they the family always interpreted as this is his way of dealing with the war mm-hmm. and i was like oh and that's holocaust is holocaust, holocaust. Yeah. like yeah this really i was like wow that's really they're really treading that line of like we're we're making this a war analogy but mm-hmm. also it's not that it's about weird yeah. creatures and baloney like mm-hmm. well, who cares like right it was fun yeah it was it was weird and fun and silly. Mm-hmm. It had time travel, and that I and it did it right, and, and that's that shocked me. And one of the reasons why I liked the kids, which that this movie could have made or broken itself on the kids' performance mm-hmm. at the school mm-hmm. or at the home, um, but they're all playing kids who have been kids for fifty years. Yeah, who have just this is they've been living in a loop for decades and decades, and they don't age because of it, and and so they're all far more mature while still being children Mm -hmm. so i found that they were all interesting characters Mm -hmm. even though at the end of the day when this when the credits rolled we didn't know more about them than you know baseline stuff but they all portrayed the characters super well Mm -hmm. and i and i i thought they were all really interesting so if that didn't work this movie wouldn't have worked for me Mm. yeah i didn't all right I don't know. I liked it. Like, no. what? What do you got on your paper, Jessica? <laughs> yeah, let's go into the paper. Let's go to this paper. Um, I really enjoyed Eva's Eva Green's performance, like the whole way through. She just, yeah. I mean, it was just, it was just perfect. You know, it, it carried the whole the storyline. Um, I you, just do you like how that connected to? Because her performance is really built on the fact that as as someone who has control over time, her character would be extremely studious. And like on point and methodical and scientific, mm-hmm. because in order to work her magic, she would have to be. So mm-hmm. that scene where she just breaks down uh, 
exactly when they would show up based on everything that might happen, mm -hmm. even though she wasn't around, but she could time it perfectly. Like, that's amazing. And and I feel like the, her character and the way she acts and how, how uh, what's the word? Like, exact she is about oh, everything. Yeah. yeah, like very punctual. S super and, well yeah. performed. Oh, yeah. No, I, she she had it down. It was It was perfect. I really enjoyed watching her performance. And every time she came on, it was just like... Her she, hair was always perfect. Yeah. Did you see when they they all had the masks on in that one scene, and then uh, for when she reset the loop, and then she takes her mask off and her hair is perfect. I was like, yeah, that's yeah, this it, is it this is be. that type of movie. Yeah. Yeah. We were just talking about how perfect. Yeah. The science magic was uh -huh. the time loops. Mm -hmm. Time loops are good. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed the use of shadows. And I know that that's kind of classic of, of Tim Burton's movie. Mm -hmm. You know, he plays with the light and the dark. But I just felt like in this one, more specifically, there was a lot more shadows that he played with and not necessarily with the hologos guys. Hologasts. Thank you. Yeah. Not it's just a combination of hollows and ghasts, which are a type of ghost. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. That's why they're called that. Um, okay. But I, f I feel like that was the most pronounced use of shadows whenever no one else could see them, but you could see the shadow that they cast on walls. I found like that was very effective to give us an idea of what everyone else saw mm -hmm. when they were dealing with those mm -hmm. things. And that was really cool. But you're right. Shadows throughout the film were very well done. But I also feel in a way that was uh, very Tim Burton, the fact that this film did start in a very normal neighborhood with a very normal boy mm -hmm. And, 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 and it, it the use felt of colors in that section, yeah. and then you compare that Dude. to later on the the dark and light. Yeah, that's it. It was like going all the way back to Edward Scissorhands. Yes, it was exactly. Like his that's classic feel mm -hmm. of those was, suburban neighborhoods. Yeah. But when it when the movie started and it showed cars mm -hmm. from now, yeah. I was like, what? What is this movie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. How does what? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it was great. Uh. And the music, there was times like it would it would be going, and it was like, wow, this is going to be a great soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know if you guys had that thought. No, it reminded me of his older movies, mm -hmm. where the music was a huge, a I mean, huge it was component. a mood changer. You yeah. know what I mean? And it was like, like I know music's like, oh well, this is how I'm supposed to be feeling, but it did it very like, uh, it did it without you realizing mm -hmm. it. You know, you, like, okay. you were swept along with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and the script was funny. Yeah. I saw people complaining online about how there's like too many one-liners and it was trying to be too cute. Mm -hmm. I thought I thought it I made thought it was the movie perfect. because I mean it is a movie about it's a movie. children who are being hunted down and killed. So you need to add some levity to that story. Yeah, you need to. Yeah, otherwise it's depressing well, as hell. And also, I was kind of surprised. So it's a the film is rated PG-13, mm -hmm. but some of the scenes are really gruesome. They're yeah. really just scary. Dark. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow, like this is, and you know, of course parents are bringing their kids anyway, because this is based on like a kid's book and yeah. all the advertising was like mostly, oh, kids are, you know, doing their silly adventures there's and then maybe a children. little bit of scary. Mm -hmm. yeah. The trailer kind of hints at, no, there's some dark scary. No, there was some real, a lot but, of suspense. Yeah. Like yeah. it was like, ooh. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, it's a, really something but but it but it took those it took those ideas and this isn't exactly script as in dialogue but when you have the little girl who's like super strong and they're trying to defend against the hollow gas that's coming in to kill them and she's just throwing the furniture around like it's nothing yeah. mm -hmm. like that is a cute funny thing in a dark scene yeah mm -hmm. and and it, it's well done mm -hmm. you know uh i don't 
I'm, I keep wanting to say things, but I want to I I hold it for yeah, yeah, discussion. Is there wanna... anything that you want to bring up? No. Okay. Uh, I mean, should I just bring up the listener letter that we got? Oh, oh you got sure. A letter? Yeah. Yeah, we got a letter. I didn't uh, know you'd do it here. Why don't we say that for the end? Are you sure? Yeah. Why don't we say that for Do you want to see what the, the, right, right the question is first? There at the bottom. Oh. Do you want me to bring that up? Sure. Or do you want to save it for sure. discussion? No, let's, yeah, right. let's talk about that Can now. Can you hand me the letter, Jessica? <laughs> Thanks. All right. Here we go. We got the letter. This is from uh, Daryl Simmons in Pomona, California. Uh, did Tim Burton's recent comments on race in casting uh, in film affect the way you viewed this movie? And he also said he loves the podcast and not to say, oh, shit. Uh, D. Simmons from Pomona, California. Uh, you know, the, the, cause I had read that, uh, I didn't read the full story, but something, something about, uh, the way that, uh, how, how, how Tim Burton worded what he said yeah. was very poorly worded. Super, like he, that had to be completely off the cuff yeah. without talking to anybody else about it. He definitely didn't talk to a publicist or something and be like, hey, is this a cool way to say this? Yeah. No. The, he, he more or less implied that because the characters have strange abilities, uh-huh. that that is a form of diversity. Yeah. And that, to me, is just mm. very, ooh, that's, that's yeah. not the way that you want to word that at all. And Especially you, in a film mm-hmm. where every single person on the good side of this of the spectrum uh-huh. is white and then your main villain is Samuel yes. Jackson yes that's not how you want to word yes. anything and do you want to know something crazy after watching this movie something I could have said knowing almost nothing else about the movie and book hmm. this is set in England mm-hmm. there are loops all over the world it makes sense that the children's that the children who are in that loop are local to that loop mm-hmm. so the kids from that time period in that place just happen to be white. If it was a loop based in a different part of the world, the yeah. kids would be a different ethnicity. Yeah. Like that's a great reason why they are all this ethnicity. Yeah. Man. It was, yeah, very poorly worded. But I mean, did that affect you at all when you were watching the movie? No, I mean, I try not to think about. Thank you. Me neither. That kind of thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it just, you know, uh, when you look at it from the outside, like without seeing this film, I was like, Oh, that's kind of not great that, the only person of color in this film is Samuel Jackson. And he's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. But then also I look at it like, oh, Samuel Jackson has played my favorite bad guy in three different movies. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, of course I want to see him as the bad right, guy. Great, great, great. Yeah, That's great for me. I mm-hmm. love that. I, and in this film especially, he was he was great. He was... He was. He did uh, a really great job. He was kind of silly. He was mm-hmm. kind of like oh, man, deliciously that... eating up uh, yes. you know, the lines. There were oh. scenes that were just hilarious with him. There's a part where he's being held to the wall with air, and he says, <laughs> "You're gonna run out of breath eventually." Yeah, like that's that's crazy. Yeah, that's and he pulls that off. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and then his so, yeah. mouth opens up a little bit because it's catching the air, and you're just like, "Oh <laughs> man!" Um, but anyway, thanks, uh, Daryl Simmons, for sending that in. If uh, if you hear to the end of every episode and you write a letter about the movie you're going to be reviewing, go ahead and send it in. And if it fits in, we'll bring it up during the show. Thank you. Uh, so I think, uh, I mean, we can just wrap this up and have the rest for discussion. But yeah. I just want to say, I really enjoyed this film. As did I. I liked it too. Feeling peckish this midnight? Sate your appetite for terror and reserve your ears for a feast of the sound. The Midnight Marinera podcast is here for you, intrepid listeners. We sampled only the finest in sinister stories and, 
coating them with our own unique spooky sauce, present them to you as Yuri audio dramas. Tune in twice monthly as Midnight Marinera sends shivers of fear and spasms of laughter through you. Bon appetit! <laughs> Let's talk about what's coming out in the theaters. We What's coming the, out? The Birth of a Nation, The Girl on a Train. Yep. The middle of the school, the mm-hmm. worst years of my life. Mm-hmm. I got it in there. And the greasy of the strangler. Yeah, because all the other ones have the at the beginning. So it the, makes sense that the middle school would have sure. it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but before we play Guess the Ending, let's give out some thanks and appreciation. First of all, to Silent Partner, who did our theme song, Sophomore Makeout, which Yay. we got from the YouTube Audio Library. Mm-hmm. YouTube.com slash audio library. Uh, and also thanks to Justin Kizan. He's an artist and a writer. He drew our logo, and you can find his writings at Agents of Guard. That's agentsofguard.com. And if you go follow him on Instagram, you'll get the to follow his video of a day series, which Ooh. are always a little fun. Yep. Uh, if you listen to other podcasts uh, on the Benview Network, you might have heard of Pick Your Path. That's a Choose Your Adventure style enhanced podcast that I write along with David King and Matt Benson. So I have a behind-the-scenes question that oh, might be a little dear. confrontational to have right now. Uh-huh. But... Uh, how how many times can you advertise something that you haven't put out new content for? Well, we we want it because because we want to get the tease I'm, up for this year. I'm about to move you into the old shows category. Well, physically it, on the website. If you if you if you are subscribed to Pick Your Path, uh-huh. you would notice that we did put out an episode recently. Ooh. It's another one of our like weird in side stories. Nice, nice. Where uh, David had started, uh, so it was a it was like a, a popcorn style writing, mm-hmm. however you want to call it, right? Uh, where we pass along via email uh, the choices, mm-hmm. and David started the story as a western. Nice, mm-hmm. and it has, I believe, true western endings. Which is which endings. is which is uh, actually a good thing to listen to if you've watched the first episode of Westworld that just came out. Ooh, I'm, so, I'm so. Have you have you watched it? No, oh, I've been watching good. Luke Cage. That's oh, okay. I'm going to do that right See, now. See, I, I, I watched all of Luke Cage in 20 hours. Like, it well, came out, and I just was like, you eh, won. I don't did need to Did they give sleep. you the medal yet? Yeah, they did. Um, Netflix Like, medal. I watched it all before IGN had all of their, like, oh, this is our response to these shows. Uh-huh. Um, I just sleep-nated. And then I just finished Mr. Robot Season 2. Mm-hmm. Have you? Are you on that? No, because I have to pay for it. I don't want to... <sighs> it'll come to the Prime streamer. Okay, because, Andrew, I want to talk to you. Well... <laughs> Let me uh, get through Luke Cage. Uh, Let me start up Westworld. We need, we Let need me decide a, if I'm going to finish Vice Principals, because apparently that's a short series, the, so I could watch that real quick. The, uh, I mean, you only have one episode and of Westworld. Let West me get back to, to the West Wing, because that's another thing I'm watching with West in the title. We need to talk about Mr. Robot. <laughs> you look like you're in I just, pain. Because I just finished the thing and see that, uh-huh. and there's so much mm-hmm. to talk about. <laughs> uh, so yeah, pick your path. Is, yeah, it's go, it's go. puttering along. Okay, good. It's, it's take, it takes a while to I just want to make sure... Make because that's stuff. a great podcast, yeah. and I want you to keep making it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then if Tom was here, he'd tell you about optograb.org, his website where you can read all of his writings uh, with Oscar season starting up soon. He's going to be starting doing his Oscar. Uh, Oscar. Yep. He has a name for it. Uh, I don't know what but it, it is. Oscar but, coverage. But it's good. It's good stuff. Every every year he's he's really good at it. And, yeah, and he keeps it in the off season, like you're saying. In the off season, he writes about old Oscar winners. <laughs> and I know I'm going to have him on the show because we're going to have a special episode where we talk about Oscars. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll probably ask you to come back for it too. Mm-hmm. Well, it's in February. That's always off. I know. I'm just saying. That's the first time you're going to ask me back. I'm just. I'm going to get that yeah. that much time yep. where I'm just like sitting there going, hey, I wonder what I'm going to get that I, call. I uh, want you to enjoy your vacation. <laughs> Your retirement. Yes. It's not really retirement. It's it's. I just this will give me another hour for schoolwork uh-huh. to be done. Yep. 
Uh, <laughs> Would you be done in February anyway? Well, yeah. Yeah, there you go. You'll have time. I mean, hopefully. Yep. I will just be waiting. Pray that just no be teachers sitting. have it out for me where they've like, they're like, oh, we're going to give him a bad grade. Oh. The, se- the camera will That's center it. on you in a darkened room. Mm-hmm. The TV will be playing in the corner and you'll be sitting by a corded phone because we have those still. And it's a red phone. Yeah. It's a red corded phone. Exactly. Why would it be any other color? And it'll ring and someone will pick it up and be like, it's for you. <laughs> and you'll be like, is it time? You think it's funny, but I have a red phone. Yeah. I'm not. This is not oh, I believe you. a joke. Look, if you didn't have a red phone, it would be a hamburger phone. So I'm just happy you got one of those. Uh, what else is There happening? was an old phone on set. It was pretty cool. Speaking of Did that, it make you feel Jessica, young? what do you want to promote? I am on Instagram. Uh, Jessica. Is that a new show, Instagram? Instagram, Ooh. yeah. It's nude. Just come out. Just came out. Nude? Whoa. It's nude. No. None of that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am on Instagram. Jessica L. McKay. It's all my actress stuff. I have a lot of pictures. Actually, I got a lot this week or last week, I guess. Um, yeah, on a new undercover TV show that was really exciting. So I got Moise. some photos of that. Voice. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So yeah, come follow me. Cool. There was a little bounce that went with it. Nobody saw it, but I just want to. No, I think it picked up. You're figuring out audio. Yeah. I am. You know, you got to just bounce. Mm hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I stream over at twitch.tv backslash Gamersall Weekly. Make sure to go to GamersallWeekly.com for all of our coverage on video games. Follow uh, at GA Weekly on Twitter for updates on the stream schedule. Uh, this month, I think I'll be doing a mix of Bioshock games since that was recently released. Uh, I'll also be playing... One second... Twitter is the app. Here we go. So this month, I'll be checking out Mafia 3, uh, Gears of War 4, Battlefield 1, and Titanfall 2. So come by the stream every single week. Basically, a new game's coming out. So come on by, and we'll have a good time. And you should check out all the other podcasts on the Benview Network. BenviewNetwork.com. Check them out and uh, go listen to them. Our personal website is nevpodcast.com or email nevpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again to, uh, what was his name? Simmons? Daryl Simmons. For, I mean, for writing I mean, in. Mr. Simmons. And uh, on Twitter, we're at nevpodcast. And my personal Twitter is at podcasterandrew. Jessica doesn't do Twitter. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. And I'm at True Valk. But I th- I'm, am I also on Instagram is at podcaster. Uh, I sure. probably am. Sure. I'm trying to make that my only thing that I use. So Instagram. If, if you know that, you'll find me. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. You just gave me crap about being on Instagram. So now it's time for guess the ending. You'll never guess. Yay! Who's it first? I think it's Jordan. Oh my god. Let me pull up the document. I was like deleting emails. My bad. Are we boring you? No, I just I'm getting work done. I oh. also had to read an email. I'm. It was a bad one. Yeah. Oh. Really? I was. I'm a little in trouble. Oh no. It's okay. Don't worry uh, about it. Okay. Right. Okay. My phone's on airplane mode, guys. My so you have my full attention. Your phone's on well, an airplane. Yes, I had, but I had to get the email from. <laughs> the way that cup God, fell that was been in terrible. slow motion and terrifying. Well, I luckily, just, like, saw the whole it's thing. also it's also empty. So I knew it was I empty, but the way it fell part. was so weird. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's like that video of the two girls who throw the bottles oh, up yeah. and one lands on the other one. Mm. That's real good. Um, I had to. I had <laughs> my phone had to not be in airplane mode because so I had to read the email from Daryl. 
I see. Yeah. Okay. Even though he physically sent we, me a letter. We did print it out. Yeah. yeah. You it's, just like reading stuff from your phone. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I saw the paper and I was like, what is this? Gross. <laughs> it was a Trees have been hurt in the making of this and I don't like it. The Girl on the Train, directed by Tate Taylor, starring Haley Bennett, Emily Blunt, Justin Theroux, and Rebecca Ferguson. Uh, divorce E becomes entangled in a missing person's investigation that promises to send shockwaves throughout her life. Uh, this is basically a female version of Fight Club. And, uh, wait, what? She, she is the girl on the train and she escapes an abusive relationship, but, uh, undergoes, uh, physical surgery to change the way she looks. But the whole experience happens so fast and let's just say bad things happen to her. Uh, she gets taken advantage of and like wakes up, uh, pretty messed up, but has no memory. Just has this experience where uh, she remembers kind of seeing herself and comes forward because she can't stop having these nightmares of what, about what happened. And she sees like the missing persons reports and all the different things on the news. And she's like, I remember that. I know something. And it gets embroiled in this whole thing and, and starts meeting these people from her old life and not remembering that that's her and uh, just has this crazy bit of experiences because she meets people she's never met before but all these feelings come up and she gets terrified and she ends up meeting like her abuser that she ran away from and it just becomes this crazy thing where uh, she slowly starts to remember and all the people in her life start to realize that it's her and she's in danger again and that, that leads to, uh, to her having to kill her abuser and then the movie ends with her kind of on trial admitting who she really is and finally remembering all of it. I like it. Yeah. That's nice. There you go. Yeah, that's good. Okay. The Middle of School, The Worst Years of My Life. Uh, director Steve Carr, starring Lauren Graham, Griffin Gluck, Rob Riggle, and Thomas. Oh, this is fun. Barbuska. I was going to say Thomas Willett. That's fun. Okay. An imaginative, quiet teenager, Rafe Catch Accordion. Yeah. Does he play the accordion? Well, you're just going to have to wait because... Okay. <laughs> Sorry. He, he probably does, though. Sorry. Is at the expense of any and all creativity. Oh, I just jumped. So sorry. Whoa. Yep. The accordion totally threw me off. Okay. I'm tired of his middle school obsession with the rules at the expense of any and all... I'm just ruining this. Can I have somebody else read this for me? Sure. No, no you have this to This is awesome. No, I'll read it for her. This is awesome. Imaginative quiet teen Rafe is tired of his middle school obsession with uh, the rules at the expense of any and all creativity. Desperate to shake things up, Rafe and his best friends have come up with a plan. Break every single rule in school and let the students run wild. Thank you very much. You're welcome. It's kind of what I do. You're my professional reader. Yep. I like this. Mm-hmm. All right. Instead of taste testing, I just read things. Yeah, you're my reader. Mm-hmm. Like, before I get scripts and stuff, I'm yep. just going to give it to you. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, what do you think? I'm like, it's shit. I'll just throw it away. <laughs> all right. So, Rafe really likes creativity, but he's going to a school where they're all about being organized, being, you know, everything is down, you know, down to the last detail. Nothing is left up to chance. And so, he wants to be a part of the music program, which of course there isn't because music is all about creativity and, you know, like impulses and following what you want Mm -hmm. and, you know, 
things that are beautiful. And so um, he really wants to start like a music program at the school. So he finds an accordion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, he starts playing it in secret. And so his other friends, because, you know, they're, they follow the rules for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they hear this instrument. They're like, what, what is this? And so they, they join up with his band, too. And it becomes this, this school phenomenon to start being creative and start, you know, being artistic and everything. And so the teachers who are trying to control everything just can't at this point, And they're totally overrun. And this is now turned into one of the schools that are for only, you know, artists and creativity because they overtook the school. Okay. Yep. Nice. Wow. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, I guess I've got the Greasy Strangler, directed by Jim Hosking, starring Michael St. Michaels, Sky Elabar. Whoa. Whoa. How is that spelled? It's four, right there. You, four, it's four, right four Z's. Gil Gex. Could you not do that when I'm drinking water, please? Like, <laughs> could I not say this person's name? <laughs> this very important person's name. Oh, there are th- there are two Z's. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> there are two Z's. That's exactly why that happened. That to no, there there are three the Z's in the whole name, so yeah. I guess that makes sense. Ronnie <laughs> runs a disco walking tour with his son Braden. When a sexy woman takes the tour. It begins a competition between father and son for her love. It also signals the arrival of an oily strangler who stalks the streets at night. Okay, what the f- is this? <laughs> no, I'm going to make it all make sense in a minute. Oh, my God. All right, so it's kind of like... No, wonder, was, no wonder you picked this. I so was the movie, on board until the last line. No, yeah. So the movie takes place in, all in real time because this is a disco walking tour. So it's not that long of a tour. It's about a two-hour tour. Mm. So they, they start with this lady... And the the it's it's kind of weird that a man and his son are competing, but the, it's an adult son, so and it's makes uh, sense. Yeah, and uh, this woman wanted to take this disco walking tour. They don't really get into why or how or any of what well, any of that well, means. Why why wouldn't you? But the it's a disco the, walking there's tour. a second level happening here. Oh, okay. Where inside of the bodies of Brayden and Ronnie is the grease buildup from their horrible eating habits for years and years. But it takes, we see it, the audience sees it, the director conveys this as a physical manifestation of an oily strangler. I see. An oily man who is strangling the body parts of these two men. And so then it becomes kind of this weird horror film race to the finish kind of thing where which of these two men is actually going to survive the oils and grease in their body built up from years and years of eating fast food and horrible things to make it to the end so that they can confess their love to the sexy woman. That's what this movie is. That's what the oily strangler is. That's how it, and it ends with, um, all enough, it's the son who dies. Oh, that, wow. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. So that's, that's who the oily strangler is. And with that, we can end the guessing uh, and, and bring this episode to a close. There it is. Uh, but next week, I want to review the middle school movie. How do you yeah. feel about that, Jordan? Sure. I'm just gonna give you whatever you want. I think I could. Convince, you're gonna you're gonna retire soon. I think I could convince Matt Benson to come back for that. Okay. Because it's it. Uh, I mean, if not him, then we'll get uh, someone else. Because I think it has uh, the the principle that the kid fights is uh, uh, Andy Daly. Oh, okay. Who's a very yeah funny guy. Yeah, he is. Uh, um, and pretty much the only reason why I want to see this. Well, and Lauren Graham. Uh, there's there's two reasons why I want to see this movie. And and I think. I mean, I don't know if the listener base knows this. Uh, this is your last month on the show. Yeah, I think we should 
have Tom on later this month. I sure. think we should have Benson on. Sure. We need to get everyone we can. Sure. This whole month needs to be a, a guest extravaganza. extravaganza. Yeah. Yep. So that sounds good. Let's mm-hmm. do that. Uh, but until next week, uh, this has been episode 296 of Nerds I View. I'm Andrew. I'm Jessica. I'm Jordan. And remember, listeners, if a suited dude comes up to you and says, hey, I'm just taking pictures of these birds. Don't worry. Rupert Everett is not Sam Jackson. We'll level later. Level later? Hardly knew her. What? No? Pretty one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I'm just saying that I didn't I don't I didn't like any of the Johnny Depp Tim Burton movies except for Sweeney Todd. I was gonna bring that up. That was the only one that was good. Really All the other ones. That's the only one I were bad. Seen and you didn't like uh, uh, Edward Scissorhands. I mean, I don't count that as a part of his Johnny Depp phase. Like that is that is early Johnny Depp. That is very early Johnny Depp. And then, and then, and then, and then Tim Burton, I'm talking about a particular phase in which he used him over and over and over and over again. All right, let's do that discussion. Yay. (laughs) Uh, So what's the biggest secret in this movie that we can just start right right now? Um, Um, It's really crazy that uh, it's related to Big Fish. I didn't see that coming. Oh, well, no, what? just kidding. Okay. <laughs> just kidding. No, the, um, so did you guys, okay, so Alice and Janney being in the film, I was like, whoa, what a crazy thing. She was yeah. so great. And her, she was she very, was so good. Yeah, she's so prominent early on as, uh, like a, a psychiatrist or a therapist yeah. that Jake is seeing because yeah. of the trauma that he's dealing with with his grandfather dying. Yeah. Uh, or being murdered. And how much did I love his boss? Like, I got to 38 in the car. Oh, yeah. She and she's a great character. Actor she's as fantastic well. she, when she and shows up and things. She's, she's great. barely in the movie mm-hmm. and she's amazing. She, yeah, every single scene she nailed. Mm-hmm. Like she was just yeah. I yeah. mean, I love her anyway. But. And then, but then to have her come back later, mm-hmm. I did not see it. Yeah, Allison, right? So Allison Janney, I thought okay. So it was weird how prominently they were showing her name to me on on her desk. So I was mm-hmm. like, is this some kind of like you know anagram or some like mm-hmm. what, what are we gonna see here like uh you know her name backwards means something else mm-hmm. so i was really trying to figure that out i thought she was important and then when we got to the idea of imbreens being you know women who are taking care of these children i thought oh maybe she's like a secret imbreen uh, and that's why was she was there, there to help him okay. yeah and that's why she was encouraging him to go there see after i had a different reaction at all mm-hmm. that all ended and i was like oh that's a good way to set up him going there yeah. in the yeah, first place that's yeah. like we need something to make him go to wales yeah uh, so i thought that was really good and then i never thought about her again mm-hmm. no i thought about her constantly and because then, because it gives you that name it yeah. puts the name on the desk mm-hmm. it makes it prominent mm-hmm. yeah and then when uh, that weird photographer showed up at the island, oh, I thought, yeah, yeah. I I thought he's like, just a weird photographer. Nah, I, I like, didn't think something. anything of yeah, him at all. And he's Rupert Everett. I didn't think anything of him at all until he went after yeah. him. And I thought, oh, is he going to find, oh, this could be bad. And then uh-huh. that that reveal that it was all you know one and the same, Samuel Jackson's peculiarity is uh-huh. that he can uh, take other yeah, forms. Yeah, people. Crazy. Yeah, that, I, it gave me an honest like, oh, wow. Like I was because shocked. I didn't, 
I thought it was great that all the wide-eyed enemies, mm-hmm. people, all the bad guys, they're all peculiars too. Yeah. yeah. And we're never told what each of their abilities are. We see until we see it in the in, in the, the fight scene. Yeah, there are. Uh, I want to talk about the two fight scenes that are later, but we can we, let's keep talking about Samuel Jackson mm-hmm. about this whole. I loved uh, him. Like yeah. I, I loved him throughout all of it. I also really enjoyed that uh, when you get some scenes of him with the other uh, bad guy. Did they have like a group name? No. It was just Baron. He mm-hmm. he was Baron and his and Baron and his baddies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He he's complaining to them. He's like he's like you think I'm mad that you know they killed what's his name? I uh, I had to hide out as a psychiatrist for three months in Florida. You know, it's have like, you ever been to Florida? That was funny. That was so funny and and I I felt real like it was yeah. real in a weird way that you don't normally get in in these kinds of movies. I was like, wow, this is actually... Like weird character moments that you wouldn't normally get Mm -hmm. in the script. It was the script that did that. And his performance, which is always fantastic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, I don't know, I... By the time it got to the fight scene with the skeletons, Mm -hmm. I was fully on board with this movie. Yeah. I... I was a little iffy up until then. I was like, this time so travel, good. I don't know where it's going to go. But then the skeletons came out and fought the the tall guys. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, 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 <laughs> yes, uh-huh. yes. And they had the music from the carnival. So it was like yeah. weird dubstepy yeah. fight music to stop motion skeletons fighting these uh-huh. invisible creatures. That are, it was awesome. That are made visible by cotton candy <laughs> and, and snow. snow. Stupid, and I loved it. And and popsicles that were also stuck to them. Oh, yeah, I just I was like this. Yeah, those were good. I was like, if this is what this film was leading to, thank you. I mm-hmm. I could use another <laughs> hour of this. Mm-hmm. Like it was it was crazy how good that was. Yeah. Um, and then the other fight scene where it was the peculiars fighting the um the, the bad peculiars the bad the bad guys uh-huh. mm-hmm. um where each of them was using whatever Their their power gift, was and yeah. the lady revealed her monkey legs mm-hmm. i was like whoa i know i was like oh all right Although i think the timing on that fight was a little off because yeah. the monkey lady climbs up that pole and then we have a like a but long she was up there period for a of time long just time. not doing anything she threw like three knives and then sits there I think, while they have a second right? fight downstairs and, I and think, then yeah. they were like oh shit we have a lady up there and then they the camera yeah. pans back up i think it would have been great if it just if the cut back up was people trying to fight below and just random knives raining down. Yeah. Sure. Like just moving and then a knife would hit where yeah, they were. That would make like, more sense. That's fine. Or we know she's that she still up there. knives and just kind of, you know, is out. waiting for yeah. a chance. Yeah. Uh, and then the the I, another big reveal was the twins peculiarity. Yeah. yeah. Which was so like, good. <laughs> so cuz why are they in that? Yeah. Do you find out in that scene? Yeah. Well, like, why didn't they use that sooner? Exactly. And how far <laughs> was the range? Because that's a, it, yeah, that, because it's oh, a no, no, no. oh okay. I figured out. I figured out why they didn't use it on the hologhasts. Because they couldn't see them. The hologhasts don't have eyes. Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah. So it's a, it's a Medusa them. thing. It's yeah. a, they actually have to be looking at them, and yeah. and they don't want to get anyone else. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? If anyone else looked in their looked at their faces, humans or peculiars, they would have turned to stone. Yeah. So they couldn't use it on the on the pier. Because there's tons of innocent people around. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, no, I was thinking earlier in the fight scene at the bottom, uh-huh. instead of, you know, they were at the top. If they just came down to the bottom, and as soon as they get close enough, just take off their mask. Yeah, that would have worked on Mr. Baron. Samuel. Yeah, right. Yeah, but the Unless holocaust he closed were down his there. eyes. N- not no, at they that had left point. at that point. Yeah, not then. They had sent away the holocausts, and then. By that, was... time, by that time, they were spread out, though. They immediately came in and spread out. It's I don't not know. perfect. I I'm, still not gonna, think I'm not going to. They could go down. 
and the fight scene had been over. It was a good reveal, is yeah. that what it really was? Yeah. And it was brutal. This, yeah. is, this monkey lady is dead, turned to stone. And then breaks when she hits the ground. Yeah. It's nuts. Um, yeah, that was a good that was a good reveal. Mm-hmm. That was a crazy and I'm happy with that reveal instead of just because it, at that point it's just too easy for them to just walk in and just take everybody out. Mm-hmm. There's no suspense after that. Yeah, I kind of like that most of the peculiars, their powers were no no use against <laughs> yeah against what was going on. Yeah. Although I do think it was a little. It, was it doesn't also, make them superhumans. Yeah, they just have abilities. Yeah, it was also a little bit. I was like, why did the reanimator guy take wait so long to put a heart into yeah. the elephant? Like well, why yeah. wasn't that step one? I felt one? like that was yeah. that one. That, that that took forever. He waited until like her his friend was like dead, ice. Like she yeah. was turned into ice, and then he was like, "Oh, I best I better put this together." Yeah, <laughs> if that had just been cut a little bit earlier, yeah. yeah. Like if you just took in those scenes and just like she just yeah she just starts turning blue, and he's like, "Oh, I better do this now," mm-hmm. rather than oh she's completely frozen and died dead died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he must have just trusted in her ability and didn't think she'd get to that point. Yeah. Well, but. and I kind of like that because she's younger, even, you know, just physically, mm-hmm. her her firepower is less than the ice power that mm-hmm. that guy had. Yeah. Like, that made sense to me, and I kind of liked it. And he had been consuming whatever Yeah, power he'd source. becoming more powerful. So it, was, it made total sense. With all the eyes it. of the other peculiars. Yeah. Yeah. On that note, I mm-hmm. liked how the hero didn't always win. So mm. like Jake was trying to shoot arrows at Oh yeah, he was real bad. And I really liked that because most of the he, time you he get never it, practiced it before. Well, it made yeah, sense that he's bad. You get hero movies where they're like, oh, and suddenly I'm an expert at this, but it didn't follow that for this one. I really like that they mm-hmm. did that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think, so uh, early on, uh, so it's the, the loop that the peculiars live in Everything happens the same every day. It's just the day starts over and they have to, and they, everyone has kind of like assignments where it's like, oh, you have to catch the squirrel, you have mm-hmm. to do this. And there's a phone call that happens during dinner mm-hmm. that we find out is Jake's grandpa, who at that point is dead. Mm-hmm. And at, uh, when they're about to leave the house, Jake goes and answers the phone. Mm-hmm. And he gets this moment with his grandpa. He finally gets to say something. Did, I love that. Did, any, did either of you think that the grandpa was going to show up at that fight? No. I no. thought that was going to be like a thing where he's he shows elsewhere. Up. He's he's. I thought he was like on but, that island. But which which fight though? Because they fight in 2016. No, the fight in um in that time period where the grandpa calls him. I didn't. I get thought that. he was on the same island because that's why the planes go off. No, he's calling from a base somewhere yeah, else. I got that he was. Really but that's what I thought. Away. Like I thought it was somehow related no, no, to those he was, planes. He was calling because he enlisted to become a soldier. Like he was gone. He was somewhere else. He was on an air force base. That's why we heard planes. I I, and I wanted like a Doc Brown moment. I wanted yeah. him to show up and be like, I read the letter. Like, you know. You mean <laughs> I wanted him Oh, to, but you mean the fight at the house? At the, in house, the rain? That exact fight yeah, that but, they're having. Mm, a he already knows that that's fight that uh he, to him it's just a loop. He never says anything to his grandpa that things are going bad. He's just on the phone, no. tells him that he loves him, and goes. So I there's know. no but reason when, for the grandfather to show up. Well, when someone says, oh, you're my grandfather, so? you don't think he's a little curious about, oh, okay, now well, things no, are Well, no, because he's past grandpa. He wouldn't know that he's going to die in the future. Yeah, I don't know if he even had his son at that point. No, he didn't. No, I bet he didn't. But that's, I mean, I feel, I felt like it was a weird moment. that We were supposed to read it as closure, but then we find out later that he can save his grandpa, no. and he does. So. Well, he does, but I It's kind of like this think, weird false closure no, I, I don't for think some more time. time no, weirdness. I'm glad it didn't. I felt like that would have cheapened it. And 
if 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 Abe knows about the loops and how time works and everything because he's been helping them most of his life, then he knows if he goes back, he's disrupting the timeline and he may never have a grandchild. What do you mean goes back? Because his whole point in order to get to that, to make the timeline complete mm-hmm. and to have his grandchild, he has to leave and not come back. He's going to well, yeah. join the army, meet somebody, mm-hmm. fall in love, have kids, well, he and, was, then, and then go back and work as a spy for yeah, them, and, them and yeah. help the other loops. Mm-hmm. But he can't disrupt that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know he can't, but... You're just wanting... <laughs> no, you're wanting too much time you wind me from Also this. because at that point, we didn't know that they could save the grandpa from dying, so I thought, this is how they're bringing him back. Huh. Because you don't get an actor like Terrence Stamp and just like kill him in the first five minutes. <laughs> yeah. No, you do it in the first 30. Yeah. He was dead real quick. You, yeah. He got some flashback time. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, wait, but we can change shit. And I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. That's how you do it. Anyway. Uh, what other secrets? What else do you have a question about the loop. Okay. So the they've created this loop. It's the same day over and over and over. But... When we first see this house, it's completely, or the, you know, the mansion, it's completely dis- destroyed, <laughs> you know, in 2016. Um, but then he goes into the house, and the kids find him in there and pull him back out, and they go through the loop. Like, I was just very. Confused. No, there's an entry point to the loop. There's a cave. There's a cave that allows you to go into the loop. Okay, and then from there. And that's that's how they found the loop in England too, because the. The entrance to the loop was inside the funhouse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's an actual physical thing so you can... walk through in order to pass yeah, through. If it. you're peculiar right, and right. you go through the right doorway, you're going to come out in the loop. Okay. Yeah. But I if you're a normal, nothing's going to happen. It's like know. in the adjustment bureau. <laughs> Don't spoil that movie because I haven't seen it. Wear hats. Okay. Well, go see that movie, that's Jordan. That's a good movie. Have I seen a movie you haven't? <laughs> Jordan, go see that movie. I've never claimed to see every movie. Jordan, go see that movie so that Matt Benson can be mad because he <laughs> hates that I love it. Yeah. And if you see it and also love it, we can love it together. Okay. <laughs> because I love it. Okay. It's so I mean, good. it looked interesting to me. I like Matt Damon. So. Anyway. <laughs> the, uh, I don't know, the time stuff, I feel like it all made sense. Especially because, so seeing the bombed out house, and then I knew that at some point the loop was going to fail, and they were going to leave it, and it was going to get bombed. Yeah. Like, that's that was a really cool payoff. Yeah. And that sense of, I knew they were going to have to leave the house because of the loop was going to die. Mm-hmm. Like, that that was pretty cool. Yep. Uh, and then finding, finding the other loop. Yeah, I didn't like... Uh, that they were like, we need a boat. And then they raised that old uh, boat yeah. from the bottom super of the convenient. ocean. Not yeah. super convenient, super inconvenient. Why would they pick that boat? That's like a it's sunken the, boat. Because it's the only boat yeah, I think it, they yeah, have it in the, the area. Thing that they had. And it allows her to use her air powers. I, th- I thought that was cool. Well, and they use the fire and the, the air fire. and yeah. whatever. And they I all use cool. their abilities. I was cool with her lighting it. And uh-huh. she walked by and she touched everything and she lit it. I'm like, all right, cool. And I'm like, the coal's all soaked. Where are you going to get more coal? Like, I went through the whole thing. And also, thing. Like, if it's sunk, it must have a hole or something. Like, yeah, boats but they, don't just sink because okay. they're just like, hold oh, on, I'm hold a tired on. How many, how, many, how many ships have you been on? Oh, a few. Okay. <laughs> Thank it's, you. I don't, but I know old, old ships like that, you just, if there's a hole in one area of the ship, you just lock all the the uh, the airlocks to that part of the ship, and then you're good. A ship from 1915 has that kind of technology? Yes. Not even the Titanic could pull that off. Yes, it could have if it didn't hit a giant fucking iceberg going way too fast. So who do you blame for the Titanic? Everybody. I blame Jack. Yeah. (laughs) 
I think it, no, I think it, I think it's Rose's fault. She was obviously selfish, and there was room for her on the on the door. Look there was room uh, for her on the door. Yeah, it's yeah bullshit. If you look at it. She like, said, "Go a little more that way. I see something cool." Yeah. And why just, couldn't they have taken turns? Yeah. No, it was too cold. Yeah. Take turns. Jack was so selfless, though. Yeah, he had to die. I hate that movie. So yeah, <laughs> I don't like that movie at all. I th- I just thought like, really, we gotta raise up this I f- stupid I f- old boat. I, f- I, I fucking know. loved it. But that's just me. Well, and it, it, and it, it also lead to the skeleton. The skeleton so army. The skeleton army. That was too good. The yeah. skeleton army. It was real good. Oh my god. That was so Did good. Did they ever they, give high fives? I remember thinking I really wanted them to give high the fives. The skeletons? Yeah. To each other? Yeah. Uh-huh. I wish. There was one point where it's like they're clearly there's a skeleton wearing a chef hat, another one wearing that was like some some shirt, mm-hmm. and they're like giving like army commands to each other. And I was like, what? I love yeah. this. Yeah. This is so stupid. And there's a the skeleton that climbs up on the uh, yeah. Ferris wheel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's real good. Mm-hmm. That was a real oh. popping their heads off. It was a real good time. Mm-hmm. Although right. it was a little brutal. Like, I don't, okay, so how are we supposed to understand? Okay, here was another thing that I had a slight problem with. Mm-hmm. Mr. Baron, he gathers his friends to do this experiment for extending their life. Yeah, and they're not stealing. all dead because half of them didn't show up at the end of the movie. Well, they're still waiting for the other ones. Let me yeah. let me get to my part, uh-huh. my problem. So we see that flashback that there's what ten, maybe mm-hmm. maybe twelve people sitting around in chairs, putting on the weird helmets and getting turned into the creatures. Mm-hmm. And then he helps out the ones that he, his best friends. He feeds them the eyes so that they can turn back mostly human. Mm-hmm. And we see that scene where it's like six of them sitting at a table. Mm-hmm. But then it becomes this worldwide epidemic where there's too many holocausts to even deal with. Mm-hmm. So and then we find out, yeah, he is doing the experiment again. But how many more times does he do this experiment to have so many holocausts that they're so worried? But mm-hmm. then there's also the element of only so many people can actually see them such as Jake and his grandpa. No, only only so far only two according well, to the mythos in this world. Know of. Yeah. It's it, but the way that this world works there must be at least a dozen maybe. Yeah. But that we haven't found them or we don't know their names. I don't think so it just, because it felt it, like they were talking about an army of holocausts and it was like I, I was thinking no, there couldn't be more than 20. No, I think I think even, even with their weird time loopiness it couldn't I, be more than 20. I feel like there wasn't that many. It's just the fact that they're invisible mm-hmm. makes them incredibly hard to kill. I think that's the only thing. I think there's less than 20. Mm-hmm. I think I think maybe uh, aside from... Because we know that one dies in the loop. Well, they t- one dies in the loop. They take out four in 2016. Yeah. Uh, one dies in the bomb attack on the mm-hmm. house. So it's already six that exist and have died. Yep. And then there's the... there's the Is it three? No, four friends mm-hmm. of Baron. Yep. Uh, are you doing some quick math? No, you, you just reminded you me of writing. something else that I wanted to talk about. Uh, so there's four friends of Baron yeah. and Baron. Mm-hmm. It's it just doesn't seem like there's that many. And they named so the, he had they named the one at the who shows up at the end and also at the beginning. Uh-huh. I don't remember what his name was. Yeah, but they named him. Mm-hmm. And so it was just I don't know. It just it felt like there wasn't that many. I of them. feel I, I feel like, like there had to be twenty at most mm-hmm. with five already normal again. Yeah, including Baron. Five or six normal again. Yeah, yeah. and then the rest of the other fourteen are going out and finding. Mm-hmm. Finding peculiars. Yeah, and it seems like they have to eat a lot of eyes to get back. Yeah, to and what kind of eyes is peculiar it? Eyes. Only peculiar yeah. eyes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. that part with like the sheep. He was just killing shit. It was just it's it's a monster. When when they're a holocaust, they are monstrous. They don't they they'll take direction to a, an extent, but they'll just mm. attack everything. They'll just attack and destroy whatever. Okay. Yeah. 
Unless there's one of the other ones there to direct Baron them. Baron seems to be able to direct them. And so did the other two. I think the yeah. the, the other two that went with them to the pier are the only reason why they didn't just But the other two were also kind of dumb as well. Yeah. One of them got hit by that train. Yeah. And the other one fell under... The, he was See, standing in the middle of the fight, which I was like, I want a hologast to just knock him over because yeah, he's so I, dumb. I think what the way it works is until you have a certain number, which Baron obviously had... Yeah. You're just you're still monstrous. And the way. lady and the guy, the, yeah. the two that stayed behind, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's there's a lot of weird, interesting business going on there, mm-hmm. which is uh, kind of makes the movie more fun. So, do we need to go over negatives yeah, you, and questions? Got? Yeah, yeah. Okay. What else you got? So she had lead boots. The air girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your problems with the lead boots. Well, okay. No, wait. How does I'm, she swim? Because in water, things become weightless. So when it showed there was them no swimming, struggle. All right. When yeah, Lars, hold on, hold on. No, it was, I if she's if she's an air woman, she'd be able to make herself more buoyant. Yeah. And two, when it shows them swimming in the ship, he is way ahead of her. Yeah, he's like thirty feet in front of her by the time they get to the door. He's swimming way faster than her. And also the air bubble. I thought that was his gift at first. I was like, all no, right, it's her gift. No, I know. If you I know what I'm saying. I you know what. <laughs> <laughs> I, the lead boots remind me of um, Jordan will get this for sure in, in Legend of Zelda where mm-hmm. they have a, mm-hmm. you have the lead boots yep. you put the them on temple. to walk in yeah, the water temple bullshit. but then when you take them off you're, you're, not, just, you're, you're still just, not heavy yeah you're, you're just float <laughs> so it was like a weird you just kind of sit there I don't know what else you got oh, we kind of already talked about it. I mean I wanted to see more of the powers before the fight scene but it was mm-hmm. kind of cool in the fight scene to be like oh yeah that's what you can do oh yeah and, and they like don't surprise I like that they're not superheroes. Like these abilities yeah. are abilities, mm-hmm. but they're not necessarily designed to be weapons. Mm-hmm. They're just abilities. And so they have to figure out ways to use them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have to think around the situation. Now, okay, the um, the reanimator kid. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, yeah, there's a dark moment where he's talking yeah. about his past, his dad owning a funeral parlor. Yeah. No. Damn. Well, there was a dark moment where uh, yeah. he goes upstairs and he's like, "Oh, here's Victor. You want to meet him?" That was messed up. And that was dark. He is who's who is Victor's sibling? Like Victor is related Vic, to someone. Victor's the other strong person. Oh. Okay. Remember how there it but shows? She shows uh, the right. Abe shows Jack the picture, yeah. and it's one kid holding up another kid who's holding a rock. Mm-hmm. Victor is the brother of the other strong girl. Oh. So he re reanimated him. And so, who was talking? Was it? He was. He was ventriloquizing him. Because yeah. I, I was. I was looking for it, and oh, he wasn't was moving. It. He and was I was doing like, it. "Holy he was, crap!" He was doing it. Yeah. Okay, he but he it. was still alive because. No. Yeah, because Eva Green cried, came later, and, and he, she he, wiped a tear away. She's, she's tear. like in a weird coma thing. But he was missing his eyes. Yeah. But he was dead because he got reanimated. He had to put a heart in him to reanimate him. Uh, no, it wasn't. He put a heart into he's him. Not, he's not a reanimator. He's Very a puppet quickly, master. Very quickly, mind you. Yeah, he put a heart in him. He's, he's not a reanimator. He's a puppet master. But he has to put a weird like heart into so, whatever he's reanimating. Where did those come from? Yeah, that's he, another... he He got those from bodies Ooh, that he boy. opened up at the funeral parlor. Or animals and, and animals that, that died them. that he took out, yeah. yeah. Hey, this is not necessarily... These, these are not like good versus evil. This is a gray world. Well, especially it, when uh, he powers up those two little things I was and they, just they fight, that. and I was yeah. like, "Oh my god, the right? brutal fight!" That yep. those yeah, weird and they're like totally into it. Well, this like, is uh, this Toy is Story yeah, this is where his Toy Story came from. Yeah. yeah, so weird. Yeah, we know where that, that kid from Toy Story went. Sid, yeah, yeah. I got a good one. <clears throat> okay, all right. This can, is, is a question. It's a question, mm-hmm. but it'll bring up some stuff. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about the fact that Air Girl 
was with the grandfather. Can we talk about that fact? Now, okay, I was thinking about that a lot, but I think the most that the air girl did with Abe was kiss him. Yeah. Because of their ages and because of the fact that they were in a time loop where they don't have any privacy. Yeah. They're or constantly surrounded by other people. Or anything that happens will be projected later on at, you know, bedtime. Yeah, for right. For the movie. Yeah, so the better not do anything. Weirdo dream dream projector kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think if anything, you know, she was sweet on Abe, but he he knew that he had a whole other life going on. Yeah, and he, had to, he knew he had to leave at some point. So her consolation just, prize is getting the grandson. That's, oh, that's, I just, that's so I couldn't, up, it was like, it was just so weird to me because I was like. No, I feel, I feel like this uh, is. It's this the same is like, where people get mad about the Captain America kissing, um, what's her name? The daughter. Yeah, or well, the grand niece. Grand, grand niece. Yeah. No, at the end of the day, Sharon. like it was, it was the old form of love where they couldn't really act on anything, but they grew fond of each other and fell in love. But then he had to leave and her heart was broken. Because she never wanted him to leave, mm-hmm. and then he, and then the grandson comes back looking just like him, and all of these feelings come up, and yeah, I, I thought it was fine. Okay, sure. You got to make it weird. I was just telling you my point of view. It's not like uh, this is a PG thirteen movie, <laughs> all right? Jeez. Wow. All right. Got to make it dirty. What else you got? Hit, hit us with it. Hit us with it. Okay. Oh, we talked about that one. Okay, so... Shut up. <laughs> I love it. Keep going. The drawing of the monster. Um, there's that moment where... Because it's on the same loop, and so she has to do the same thing every single day. At the exact same time. Yeah. Because so, that's where its head's going to be. Yeah. At what point did they draw the chalk out? Yeah, right? There's got to be a fun thing of... Because they, they, they can, they can touch it. Out? They can't see it. Well, so yeah. they had to kill it one time, and then... She marked the time for future mm-hmm. and then drew an outline around it. Cool, but they have to do that every day or every morning. Yeah, they had to I mean? have done that 30 years before when Victor died. But that's the crazy thing is they had to have done that for a couple of times where to, they failed. To get failed. memorized, mm-hmm. yeah. Like that's, you know, even though her thing is all time, like unless she knows exact, you know, she was able to, you know, figure out exact At some point they failed, things, but Victor she, died. Yeah, she had to have been able to figure out like, oh, the creature came from this direction. It must have come out of here. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. goes over there, you know, mm-hmm. fires a couple of shots, sees what happens. Like yep. that's, that's a really interesting. Yeah, there's some trial and error there. Yeah. We didn't see all the failures. This was not, you know, a yeah. Groundhog's Day where we see it from day one mm-hmm. yeah. we're seeing day five thousand that's true that's true but so like, and i crazy. i think that's more interesting because of the backstory it tells yeah it allows you to fill it in with your mind yeah. okay. no, and i love that the because they even bring that up they say you know it's like this they're supposed time loops are supposed to be on perfect days but because yeah this was made in a hurry it wasn't just that the day ends with bombs it's that the day at some point has the monster come back. Yeah, so like that they means... They normally wouldn't even have even chosen that day. Mm-hmm. But they just had to do it because the the building was going to get destroyed. And and I bet that second day was when Victor died. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Okay. Um, she, Air Girl, gives Jake a flower. Mm-hmm. And so then he was, he was pulling it out and he put it on the... And then he woke up and it turned to dust. Yeah. I was under the impression that if they got out of this loop because they'd been in it for so long. After a certain amount of time, time would catch up, but he fell asleep and was there for we don't know how long. So they had to get back in the loop by 4.30, 
when they went to 2016. So that means that they were only out of the loop for a few hours. Okay. And we don't have an idea of how long he was asleep or how long he'd been in the present time with that flower. It could have been 12 hours. Okay. Right? Because he left. His dad found him. They, they, they were together all day when they woke up the next morning. They were all day together. And then when his father passed out in the afternoon after drinking a lot, that's when he left. And that's when he woke up and found the flower was, you know, frail and turned to dust. I also feel like there could have been some, you know, timey-wimeyness in the sense that they're so close to a loop. Yeah. That it's not going to hurt them as much. So it's any loop that they're in, then they'll be preserved. As long as they're not in the future. The future, like being in the future is what makes the time catch up. So as long as they're in the past still, even if they're not in a loop, they're still in the past. That's, well, that's where they have to end up. But I'm just saying, like, because of that whole battle, who knows how long that battle was. Mm-hmm. And that was in 2016, Yeah, that right? was in 2016. Yeah. So, And they were saying that any amount of time they spent in the pre- out of, you know, that far and, in the future. And it's, it's, not, it's not that they're going from 43 to 2016. It's that they spent 30 years in 43. Mm-hmm. So being in the present would make those 30, 40, 50 years catch up to them, whereas he was only in the loop for a few days. So whenever he went back to the future, no, he was just him. lost. Yeah. I'm just saying, him being in the loop means that whenever he came out of it, time did catch up to him. Yeah, he would right. get that time back, but it was only a day. It was That's only a day or two days. So fast. Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. he, the puberty just came out of nowhere. Uh-huh. Yeah. So for that 2016 loop, where were all the people? Like the the peculiar... Children. I was expecting when they went. That's the, the one that, that that's the one that was destroyed. That's where uh, oh, Judy Dench came from. Okay. It okay. hadn't gotten reset, it, but they had 24 hours with Judy Dench not there right. when it was going to collapse on itself. Mm-hmm. Cool. They know they had that amount of time. Okay. Because I'm, she created it, but her, that was all destroyed. Was pretty brutal. Too. All yeah. All of the yeah. um, all of the kids there were dead, but that's the loop that she had. And they were set up there. That's where they were. They were yeah, in that. They were in, they're in that theater. The theater. That's was where the they loop. lived. They're the. It was like a circus. What was the theater? Yeah, it was a circus thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. But that's where she was with the kids. That's where her loop was. She, she died from the door. Was that because I remember she was behind the door? No, she was in front of the window, and the holocaust yeah, pulled her through Did the window, burst okay. through, and grabbed her. And then when it came back around the corner, it was eating two eyes. Yep. Oh. Yeah, I she died. That she part. died off camera. Okay. Well, I mean. She's dead. It's not. You're saying she died off camera as if like a character came in and said, oh, yeah, Judy Dench is dead out there. Well, I mean, we literally. Saw a, we saw a monster grab her, <laughs> yeah. take her off the screen, and then her but eyes we didn't came get her, back. But we her didn't, eyes came back, and she didn't. Yeah. I'm just saying. We didn't watch her die. No. Yeah. No. All right. PG-13, bud. I'm going to end yeah. with. PG-13. We can show eyeless eye holes. Yep. Yeah. And, was... and monsters but, yep. turning into men and men turning into monsters. Yeah, but That's we only not s- a nightmare. We only see, That's not a thing that We only see eyes of. get ripped out when it's the bad guy because it's PG-13. The part that yeah. creeped me out, though, was the reanimation with the kid. I was like, whoa. Like, first off, I was totally on board because the kid, I was like, that's awesome. And then he, like, started talking. I'm like, okay, no, no more. No more, please. Yeah. That part yeah. creeped me out. Anything else? Yeah. Last question for you guys. If you had to start a loop you had that control or that power, where would it be? It's the perfect day. Everything's cool. Mm-hmm. 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 You mean, you're just saying like location. Yeah. Location. Okay. Uh-huh. Putting you on the spot here. Disneyland. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I was like, that would be the perfect day. I could make day. it big enough that it would be all of Disneyland. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. They don't really say anything about it doesn't, size. But it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't, really have, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Because they can walk outside it's the loop. The loop the is island. just where it resets. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Because they could walk all over the island. Yeah, they went to the pub or whatever. The loop is just the day, yeah. I guess, technically. Yep. 
totally and it's located in a specific yeah. place. Yeah, I would do Disney World so that way I could experience all of the parks. You no, could just come to our loop, and the only no, special one. But then I'd have to go all the way to Florida. No, I'd rather be in Florida. Florida. Yeah, Disney World. Have you been Ep- to Epcot Florida? Center? No. On my luck, I'd I've been a, close enough. I'm good. I'd pick a day to loop it when like Samuel Space Jackson. Mountain is closed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But see, the thing about a loop is, is you experience the whole day and then you loop it. Yeah. So you could go through the whole day, and be like, this one's perfect. Recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But and you know. So at the opening of Star Wars Land, that's when you do it. Oh no! Not with the all first the people. day. Yeah. No, wait till it's been like. Well, open the for thing a is, is you get an annual pass, and then you just go until it's like the lowest day ever with all the rides super short and then you just show up at the beginning and get all the fast passes because you've lived that day so many times you know when the fast pass times are for everything mm-hmm. I'm saying it's easy man <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think I would, I would yeah, have I a lot of fun with like I mean now we're talking on Groundhog Day stuff yeah I would stuff, steal a bunch of money like, no I'd put on a blindfold and just walk through the park because I know where every single person yeah be. yeah <laughs> And then someone would turn and I'd steal their wallet. <laughs> yeah, I'd grab, you know, like someone, someone would be about wow. to gra- drop yeah. like a burger, yep. pick it up, you know, grab it right <laughs> as it's falling, take a bike, keep I've going. Learned, I'd learn how to play piano. I mean, I, I don't know what the problem is. Yeah. This is easy. Mm-hmm. I'd be, I would we've, be, become the driver of the car. Yeah, we've, we've, pre- we've prepared for this. Yeah. Well, it's your first day, but you know how to do all, every ride. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Quick learner. Quick learner, yeah. I love this place. I read the manual. There is no manual. Oh, well. <laughs> I guess I got to write it. I wrote it. the manual. Yeah. Crazy. It's not my fault. You guys forgot it. <laughs> Lost it. Awesome. All right. Now I want that. Now yeah. I, want, I want that to be a thing. <laughs> uh, you take Disneyland. I'll take Disney World. Man. I'll protect children. You protect children. And we'll, we'll just run the Disneys. There were no men. <clears throat> what was it? Oh, yeah. No. All the inbreeds are all women. Damn. And they all turn into different types of birds. you have to come to mine. Really excited. No, I would just I'm picking in Breen. Let's go. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> it's like going to the zoo. Yeah. They're all bird ladies. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen all the other inbreeds when they turned back into people. Mm-hmm. Because we just saw a bunch of birds in the cage, but mm-hmm. we didn't get to see them. Well, even Green didn't have a line too. after she got kidnapped. She had no more lines. Yeah. The last forty five minutes or whatever of the movie, she says nothing. Yeah. Because when she shows back up, she's a bird, and then we see her as a human for a second, and then she turns. Yeah, back which was her. dumb. I wish that she would have just. Weird. I wish she would just yeah, landed on the ship that. and turned. I didn't understand yeah. that at all. Yeah. I'm like why? All right. Because we got to see how happy she is without yeah. interacting with the kids, because she didn't have any more lines, and they mm-hmm. couldn't pay any more money. Uh, I okay. So I want to bring this up. So Tim Burton, uh, he, uh, I think it's accurate to say the only sequel that he's done to his own work was Batman Returns. He did Batman and Batman Mm -hmm. Returns. Uh, He's done like, you know, we talked before the show about like, he remade um, Frankenweenie, his short into into Mm -hmm. an animated film. Right. Um, But recently, the, so he did that uh, horrible 2010 or whatever version of Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Uh, And then the sequel for that, uh, Alice Through the Looking Glass, was taken care of by other people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you you think, no, do you think he would come back for the next film in this series, or do you think there even will be a next film in the series? Because so uh, I think according they to could, the Trivia, but... based off the very popular novel the same name by author Ansem Riggs, he has released three books in the series. The sequel to the first book is Hollow City, followed mm-hmm. by Library of Souls. Hmm. So there's at least two more books. Yeah. What What do you think the status is going to be going forward? On it depends that? on how much this makes. It's true. Literally. Yeah. 
Well, how, how much money but does I this think continue to make? The, the, that first Alice movie made a ton of money, even though the quality was bad, and mm-hmm. he didn't come back for the sequel. It's because it's also an Alice movie. Like That's why people went to see it. It wasn't because it was great or his name. It was, oh, we all liked this cartoon, mm-hmm. and we all liked this story, well, so let's see what they do with it. good actors. Yeah, and it lo- visually it looks incredible. Mm-hmm. So the trailer played real well. Mm-hmm. That's the reason mm-hmm. why it got a sequel. And why it made no money initially. I think he would come back. I don't think he would. You don't think so? No. They've already got him. Uh, it's been rumored for a while. I, I don't know if it's ever been made official that he's going to remake Dumbo. With live action. Well. No, they said I mean, live action. The They're That's, not going to jungle book it? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> You're still so mad that the jungle book has no actual animals in it. I fucking hate that movie. <laughs> I that think, was a long you, time ago. Have you seen... Well, no, the new one. The no, new one. No, I know, but like... That's not that long ago. You, it wasn't last week. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Do we only talk about time in, in forms? Of, I know we. I know you exist in a loop. I do. But, uh, yeah, but I think of time day. more in, lo- in, in actual months <laughs> than repeated days. All right. I'm just saying you're still angry. I'm not... Well, you could bring up uh, Only God Forgives, and I'd still be just as angry as when I had to watch it. Or we could bring up other Tim Burton films. I didn't realize how angry you I were. Know. About I just, that. I, you get really I haven't upset. seen Frank and Weenie. I did not watch Big Eyes. Frank and Weenie's not great. Big yeah. Eyes is good. Yeah, I mean that's the only movie of his in the last thirteen years that I have any interest in seeing. Mm-hmm. Like I saw Big Fish and loved it. Mm-hmm. Like I think that movie is incredible. And and then I saw this and I thought to myself, I was like, what was the last movie I really enjoyed for this? And it was Big Fish. It was mm-hmm. that far back. So that sucks. No, like you, Tim Burton used to be a name I really cared about. Like I went to his show at LACMA and bought his $80 book. And, and you know, it was, that was important to me. And then upon reflection, it's like, no, wait, I haven't really liked any of this guy's work. That sucks. I didn't know there was all that backstory. Well, you just got it. I know. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to be adapting it into a film called Jordan and Burton. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's going to have no actual animals in it. Yeah. It's all going to be CG. Now, do you do you remember the uh, old... Did you guys see the trailer for A Dog's Purpose? No, I don't want to talk f- about that. Because that fucked me do up. Do you remember the old Dumbo? Yeah. Yes. Do you, that so, was super dark. Yeah. That's yeah. a super yeah. fucked up movie. And uh, if I remember correctly... Like His Dumbo, mom dies, Dumbo and, has then, no and then they get high... Dumbo doesn't say anything. No, the whole movie. So that might actually cure your problem of, oh, yeah, of his anthropomorphic mouth animals. Bull, yeah, like but bullshit. the other animals talk. That's a shame. Yeah, that, we'll, we'll just ignore those. <laughs> yeah. If the main animal not doesn't, anyway. that might actually work for you, I yeah. think. And they're yeah, definitely going to get rid of those crows because they can't do that today. No, they can't. <laughs> no, they they uh, cannot. I, uh, but I didn't really like the main animal in Jungle Book either. Like Mowgli, he wasn't that good, so... You're talking about the main kid. animal the human? Kid. The main the animal kid. human? Yeah, the main... Hey, we're animals, right? Mm. The main mammal. Jeez, I'm sorry I'm scientific about it. Yeah. <laughs> you guys want to be all magical about things. Uh, yeah, he was a CGI creation as well, did you yeah, know Yeah, I know. There was no people in this movie. I feel like he looked less real than the animals at some point. <laughs> the majority of the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that kid's really not there, is he? <laughs> he, was just rolling, there. he was just rolling around in the dirt, and he's got no dirt on them. But that movie's perfect. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they just green screened everything. They literally did. They they shot that entire movie on a soundstage. Yeah, I've seen some behind the scenes. In Los Angeles. Behind the scenes yeah. stuff. It does it, it how do you feel about they're they're doing they're still doing another jungle book. Like Andy Circus is making his jungle book still. 
<laughs> it's still, and it's also going to be like all CG. And but see, I'm fine with his portrayal of animals in movies. But I mean, how much control do you think he has over that kind of stuff? In the if he's that, if he's playing he, every but, animal, no, which but if he, he usually has does. the if he has the same company, you know, the uh, what are they called? Weta, the, the people who does, yeah, yep. Or or even whoever did Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. If he had them with him, oh, sure. Yeah. But I don't so know good. if they're helping him. So good. Because if it's just, I mean, Andy Circus. There's a reason why they get him for these weird. Uh, well, yeah, he's a, anime he, creatures. yeah, he's a treasure. I yeah. Know. yeah, he's Snoke. Yeah, I forget that sometimes. Yep, he's Supreme Leader Snoke. Mm-hmm. Who's Snoke? We're all still asking. Yeah, is it Jar Jar? Yeah. Is it Ray's dad? No. Is it? We'll get there. Is it Lando? Well, anyway, is it I'm, next year? I'm yeah, this up, year's I'm Rogue up One. Dumb things because I'm so tired of all these like who's Snoke. <laughs> We're gonna find out. Yeah, Calm shut down. up about it. And that has been Nerd's Eye View reviewing Star Wars and Jungle Book and all those other movies. And Dumbo. Dumbo. Yeah. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.